The following podcast is a joint production between independent, aspiring media and lousy weather media. Just a small town guy with a handful of dreams. My future seems bright, or that's how it seems. When it comes to love, I'm in need of advice. Hello once again, everybody. Welcome on into the Wingcast. I am your host, as always, stand-up comedian and author of the book Memoirs of a Wingman, Steve Guy. Uh, I've got a special guest for you on today's show. Before I get into that, don't forget February 9th, it's Friday. Uh, it's coming up the next couple of nights, depending on when you're listening to this. It is Iconic Laughs with Steve Guy at the Alex Theater, a Valentine's spectacle. It'll be myself along with a, a group of friends that are comedians, and we'll cover pretty much every basis of dating relationships uh, through comedy, that and more. Get your tickets at alextheatercleveland.com. They start at $10. You can valet park for $10 as well. So once again, alextheatercleveland.com. That's Friday, February 9th. And then the next Iconic Laughs will be March 9th. Beyond that, you guys, I promise I'm going to get more consistent at getting these shows out to you. Uh, I've been slacking. I realize that. I know. You're missing it. Uh, All hundred or so of you that probably listen to the show. Uh, But at any rate, I will get better at getting these out. Before I get into today's episode, uh, I did get an email, thewingcast at gmail.com. If you've got questions or you want advice or maybe you've got a great wingman or wingwoman story, email me there. Also, follow along on Twitter and Instagram, at the Wingman Guy. You can slide into those DMs as well. Do uh, use proper protocol, of course. If you don't remember what that is, uh, check back to the sliding in the DMs episode here of the Wingcast. Uh, but I did get a question from someone, and it was in regards to a guy sliding into her DMs, oddly enough. So to set the scene for you, uh, this young lady, she's a big music fan, and apparently she goes to see uh, live bands all the time. And for years, she's ran into a guy at multiple shows. They've kind of uh, forged this friendship there and on social media. And recently, he slid into her DMs, a couple back-and-forth conversation, a little flirty, and then said, uh, you know, say hi to me at the next show. And she reached out and and said, I think I blew this because I just said, oh, yeah, I will. But meanwhile, I've had a crush on this guy for years, and I think that might have been my chance. Well, here's the thing. She didn't blow it. And for any of you, and I think mostly this is for ladies, maybe you had the advantage here, but certainly this is guys as well. What I told her to do was wait, okay? So this happened at, at night later on in the evening. I said, well, just wait a day or so, go back, shoot him an easy message that simply says, hey, you know, maybe we don't have to wait until the next show. What do you say we meet up, grab a drink, grab a bite, whatever the case may be. Make, essentially what I'm saying is, extend the offer to make plans. You're not necessarily asking somebody out on a date, so there's not a lot of pressure there. And that was her concern too. She said she was going to be embarrassed and it, he had a girlfriend or whatever the case may be. I said, well, if you go about it this way and you're simply showing that you have an interest in forging a friendship outside of going to these uh, shows, these bands, and and just having a a regular friendship, you know, because you could talk about music anywhere. You don't have to be at a show, right? 
that's going to come off a bit more endearing, and uh, maybe there'll be other things that you guys can talk about. So, that you know, if you've ever been in that situation, don't think that you blew it. Now, one of the things I mentioned here is I told her to wait a day or two. That's not to play mind games with the guy that she's responding to. I know some of you are going to hear that and be like, oh, it's all games. No, that's not the case. My suggestion for that is because she was obviously very nervous about this, and that break in writing back and responding and throwing out that suggestion was more so that she could calm her nerves. Because if she went right back into it when she was already nervous then and she thought she blew it and you know she still didn't know where things were but she was kind of excited you know it's hard to form your words then at that point and she may have said the wrong thing may have come out the wrong way whatever the case may be it's just she clearly was already nervous so it just gave her that time to kind of get a level head collect her thoughts how does she really want to proceed about this and she would be good to go and folks i'm happy to say that she went about that she sent him an easy message just like that and now She's got the guy's phone number, and they're texting each other. So uh, maybe I'll bring you an update on a future episode. I'll, I'll ask her more about it. And, uh, hey, next week, maybe maybe there'll be good news for them. Maybe there'll be bad news. I don't know. But uh, we have a real-life situation. We'll see how it plays out. And, you know, how about that, folks? Uh, Wingmanning from States Away right there. So if you have questions or advice, hit me up, thewingcast at gmail.com or on Twitter and Instagram at the wingman guy. So, that being said, without further ado, we'll get into today's show, and it features a guest. My guest this week is a friend of mine, and I guess she's kind of on here to, I feel like, validate me. <laughs> uh, my friend Josie is joining us. Uh, say hello. Hello. Welcome to the Wingcast, Josie. You. Thank you for having me. And I felt like, because you're comfortable with it, we talk enough. I am like your real life wingman. Yes, yes, you are. And for the longest time, and you're like, I'll come on the podcast. We could just talk about it on there. This might legitimately help other people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, I guess it will. I hope. <laughs> I hope it helped me. <laughs> I think let's let's get into it because this is. Um, I always say it's good to obviously be a wingman to men, and it's good to be a wingman to women. And I don't know if this issue is more prevalent in men or women. I don't know. that Maybe it's not one or the other. But the constant theme that we come up with is Josie being insecure about things. Yes. (laughs) And this isn't like... uh, 2017, growing into 2018, people are like, oh, you shouldn't body shame people, blah, blah, blah. We're not necessarily talking about that. We're talking about genuine insecurities, like when you're dating people. So I think that's the biggest issue, is right? That's fair. That's fair. Fair, that's fair. Um, for you, that applies to a whole I don't know, stream of things. Yes. I don't know the right wording to use. Yeah. It's everywhere. Right. And I think that's that's uh, often a difficult thing for people to overcome in a relationship. It's so the old quote when people break up, right? It's not you, it's me. <laughs> mm-hmm. For you, sometimes, as we've talked about, as we've dissected uh, your current relationship and even talking about some past relationships, 
sometimes that's the case. Like it's just, right. but not in the manner which, hey, I need to break up with somebody. It's like sometimes your thought is just, they're done with me. Mm-hmm. And like, right. No, it's. I mean, even I can say it. Like I've been. Victim, that's a terrible word. Uh, I've been guilty of the same sentiment, right. but uh, I don't know. Talk a little bit about where that puts you so that people can, because there's probably people who can relate and they don't even realize that they're doing this. Right. Okay. So I guess the main the main insecurity that I feel, and it goes, it goes, I think, with a lot of things, like even my job and even like as a dog owner, as silly as that sounds, like I feel like I'm not good enough. I'm just not. I'm never going to be good enough, or, like, what's wrong with me? Is there something wrong with me? Like, why why doesn't my boyfriend do this for me, but he did it for someone else? Like, is there something different? Is that is it me? Was it him? Has he changed? Like, so I put a lot of doubt within myself and put, like, a lot of pressure on myself to be better yeah. for something that, for someone that has never even said they needed me to be better, but it is within me. So, right. And... It's like a catch-22, because I think in a lot of ways, people like, you know, so we say when you have a first date with somebody, you should not discuss past relationships. Correct. Right? And I'm a fir- I'm actually a firm believer that if you can get away with it, never discuss it. Okay. <laughs> but you obviously know some things about right. past relationships. Right. And, and sometimes that's, it can go both ways. It makes people a little bit insecure mm-hmm. that they weren't doing then, and Something that I've talked about on the podcast always is communication and something that we've talked about as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think for you, it came down to, well, in your mind, this isn't happening and that's a negative. Right. But then you talk to your boyfriend and you're like, well, yeah, I never liked doing that. Correct. So this is actually a positive that I'm not doing it with right, you anymore. Right, exactly. And it took me some time and a few little little emotional outbursts here and there <laughs> before I finally came to the conclusion that like it's better the way that it is like yeah. not forcing someone to feel something or do something or project something on social media or things of that nature because I'm a I hate social media for one but like projecting relationships on social media right. every a lot of people do it and it is slightly intimidating when people are always posting like I'm so happy and I'm so happy and then I think like Am I not happy? Because I'm not because doing that. Because you're not that? doing that. Yeah. So it that also puts a lot of doubt in my mind. Or I think like, is my boyfriend not happy? Because he's not doing that. It's really silly in the grand yeah. scheme of things. But in the heat of the moment, when you see something or your brain starts working things out in a weird way, like you you do have those doubts and for sure. And I have, and I've expressed some of those to you. And you sit there and you're like, okay, well, how is it this like? Like, how's it this way or this way or one way or the other? And that things of that nature, like, you've helped me overcome feelings. And I think the biggest takeaway from that, too, is another one. People go back and listen to old episodes of this. We talk about social media. (laughs) But you're right. People do do that. And in this day and age, so many people want to conform to certain things. Hashtag relationship goals. But the bottom line is everybody is still different. There's, There's a lot of people sometimes feel pressure to conform like oh in your mind this is how it's supposed to be because this is what I'm used to seeing all the time but then you don't conceptualize it for yourself like well that's not who I am right so why would that even make sense for me to do right and then you realize the person you're in a relationship with you're like yeah that's not really who he is Mm -hmm. so we are happy like our happiness shouldn't be 
defined in, in any situation. Your happiness as a couple should not be compared to somebody else's happiness as a couple because everybody does stuff differently. Right. It's like, I'll throw my parents out as an example. My, my dad and my stepmom ride Harley Davidson's together. Mm-hmm. So does that mean if I'm with a girl and we don't each have our matching Harley and mm-hmm. riding a motorcycle? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, are we right. not happy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, hell no. Right. <laughs> just, you know, that's just not who we are. Look, my, my mom and my stepdad, they shoot guns and go hunting together. Mm-hmm. If I'm not shooting guns with a girl, does that mean that we're not happy? Uh, no. Right, right. Because I will say, like, in my past, I've never, like, put a relationship status on Facebook or... Yeah. I don't know if I've ever even posted about someone that I've dated until recently, and that's just few and far between, but, like... So, in a way, that's not me. I don't know why all of a sudden in 2017 I get into a relationship. I'm like, why is this on Facebook? But <laughs> it's because I think of being, like, the insecurity, like, everyone else is doing it. Like, should I be doing yeah. this, too? Like... But I've I've overcome that for the most part now. I'm more comfortable with the social media aspect and understanding that people are not always what they appear to be either and and to appreciate what I have and not view it through a phone screen like someone else would have. For sure. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean the biggest advice I feel like I, I always give you and I give to anybody when you feel like you're insecure in your relationship is like take that step back. And figure out, is it something, as we said, is it applicable to the relationship or is it a comparison to something else? And for you, the biggest thing was to stop internalizing all of this stuff. Correct. Right? Yes. And, and I know we've talked about, it's like, well, we don't always like to talk things out. So it's, if it's becoming detrimental to mm-hmm. your relationship, there's only, you know, one of two things are going to happen. It's going to blow up and things are going to be done we know you didn't want or you sit down you have a conversation and it's like okay well now we work through this i will say that communication and i know i think was that the first episode was one communication? Of them, yeah yes. one of the first few yeah um which was a great episode but that is completely the truth if there's no communication that's like one thing that i and i don't know if it's just because i'm getting older or it's just yeah. like i found someone that i genuinely respect because I will say that in the past I've loved people or I've had love for people, but I don't know if I ever fully respected them enough to sit down and listen instead of wanting to have them hear me. Sure. So, like, with Paul, putting you out there. Um, oh, man. <laughs> like, we definitely, like, I, we've made it a point to communicate. And I will say, with like, in the beginning of our relationship, that's when you helped me out a lot um, with some advice and, like, uh, communication was a key thing like all around like and we still do it we still practice it every day and but don't communicate via text <laughs> <laughs> well, you can like a little thing I, yeah. mean, I think that's a fair point you know he's uh he's a musician he's in bands mm-hmm. he's on the road at times right. and i feel like communicating during via text is okay because if you're talking all day and all of a sudden you go silent and you're like what just happened but if you know he's like hey we're setting up and then mm-hmm. bam concerts happening like oh okay that's what's happening now and, yeah. and again going back to being insecure if you're somebody whose mind wanders and mine does yes you know the other side of someone being in this relationship like good for him because if he knows and understands that you're insecure like that's a step in mm-hmm. for him to be like you know what i know this is gonna be bother if i just turn it off so mm-hmm. i'm like Hey, this is what's happening. Right. 
then you're like, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, what is he doing right now? Exactly, (laughs) yes. Yes. Because that, obviously, um, when someone goes out on the road for two or three weeks at a time, like, it is, that is tough on someone, mentally, um, especially if you're not used to it. Had we, you know, had some history, had a couple years under our belt, and then he started touring or whatever, but it was, I mean, we basically got together, and he was on tour all the time. So that was, that is hard on someone mentally not being prepared for that. And, like, before you're together, you're like, oh, it's fine. That's not going to bother me. I'll be just fine. But when you're actually in that situation and you're sitting alone, every, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like, you're like, oh, okay, well, this this sucks. Like, what's he doing? Because I'm just sitting here watching The Walking Dead, binge-watching uh, <laughs> The Vampire Diaries. Yes, I watch that sometimes. But, I mean, and I probably shouldn't watch stupid Wait, shows like 17? that. Yeah, at heart. Um, <laughs> but, uh... I do say that TV shows ruin relationships. They set these, like, standards and stigmas, like, this is how you should be. And well, Of course. Yeah, but... Uh, well, what about... I feel like it's fair, um, and, and this kind of helps people when they do have insecurities, I'm a big proponent of you should have this awesome life that you're building, you're working towards together, and you have each other, but you should also still have your own separate lives Correct. because of what you just said. Correct. So that you're not sitting home and you're not doing this. And you know that, like, all right, if they're doing something, I can go do that. Because mm-hmm. people who are dating or married out there and their jobs are on different schedules mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that person's at work. Who knows? You could still, you're just going to come along. You're like, oh, well, this sucks right mm-hmm. now or whatever the case may be. Um, Right? I mean, that's fair. Right. You should have fair. your own you things. Your own individual, like your Maybe own Maybe it is binge yeah. watching something, but... No, it, I was doing that before, so in all, <laughs> like, in all honesty, I, I, I was doing that before. But um, but I guess in the back of your mind, you're like, well, he's out having fun, and I'm just sitting here. But it also was one of those things where it's like, well, I don't want to force myself to go out because I don't want it to feel like a spiteful thing when you're out, so I'm going out. For sure. So yeah. it was a more honest thing of, like, me, I would have been at home regardless, most likely. But... Yeah. You know, now that I am in like the, taking this path, like I don't want to seem spiteful by going out. And, and in the beginning of a relationship, sure, like trust things. Like people are like, well, you know, is she trustworthy? Is he trustworthy? And that yeah. was in the beginning, but you know, he's not on the road as much, so things have calmed down in that aspect. But it is the insecurities were strong at first, very strong. Would you? I guess we're going to characterize it in some form. I think people often uh, are at points and they feel like, well, this is just who I am. I've always been this way. Is that fair to say? Or do you think that there have been enough things that happen in relationships or dating and this all becomes a result? I, you know? I think I, I think it kind of it kind of goes both ways. And maybe it's not even from dating in general. Yeah, I think... Because I've watched, like, over the years, like, the progression of, like, my dating life and how I've, like, learned to react or how I used to react and how now I react to certain things. Like, I've done a complete turnaround. Like, I can call back to 17-year-old or 18-year-old Josie and she was a jealous little bitch. Like, (laughs) I mean, really, like, very jealous, very, even more insecure. But my insecurities, I think, stemmed from um, more of, like, a control thing when I was younger. I will, like, admit that when I was like younger... Like, you wanted to be in control? Yes. Okay. Like, that, like, felt like a, a... It felt 
good, I guess, to like wear the pants in a relationship. And in most of my past relationships, I did wear the pants. Like I brought home the bacon and I like, you know, drove them around because I dated people who didn't have licenses. So in a way, like I set myself up for that bad, those bad habits. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I wanted, I was a fixer when I was younger. Okay. I was a fixer. And I always thought like, I can fix this person. I can fix this person. And I learned you cannot fix you cannot. So once I finally that like clicked in my head, like mm-hmm. maybe about five years ago or so. Right. When I was twenty five, it finally clicked. I dated someone who was like way more mature than me, and who like kind of like put me in my place. He's like, you can't act like that, and I appreciate that because he taught me a lot, like um, about like you know you like we're people. Like I'm a person, and you can't treat yeah. me like that. Um, not saying that I was, like, really mean to people, but, like, I did have, like, these the insecurities of, like, being jealous and, like, um, but I realized where they stemmed from when it came to, like, the, the deep ones. Like, I can't control someone or fix someone. Um, I'm not sure if that makes sense. Does that make sense? It does, but okay. I think the interesting thing there is some people will will hear that and think, oh, yeah, I used to control people all the time and or date guys that like you know probably were not worthy of your attention mm-hmm. right and um and then it becomes you date somebody who is i think some people will listen to this and be like well that's when i got insecure because now all of a sudden i knew i was in control of that and now i'm with somebody and i'm like oh do i really deserve this you know because yeah. sometimes i think it, then it creeps in your mind all of a sudden well this is not the person i used to date this is not the right. kind of person i've dated right Am I, did I, you know, roll a double here somewhere? Did I get lucky and, and this is going to be terrible? Or? You're not wrong there in a way. Like that specific like um, realization and eye-opening relationship. It wasn't like a great, fantastic relationship that lasted a long time or anything. But yeah. it was insightful. And so I went from dating like a, a drunk non-driver who worked at McDonald's and to dating a physician Oh. Who was, you know, had his shit together, and yeah, obviously, like I went from one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum. So it was a huge eye opener, um, because then I became the McDonald's non-driver drunk. If that makes sense, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, because you're looking at it yeah, like, so, well, these are the for your from your standpoint, you're like, well, these are the guys I'm I'm used to being able to get. Now I got this guy. Like, how am I gonna am I gonna hold on to this guy? Right. Yeah, it comes from there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying because that's those spectrums are so big. Do you think that was like kind of a start of a biggest form of insecurities, or just yeah. always kind of been? There? I think that you actually hit that nail on the head because I had, like I said, I had my insecurities before, and but I think they stemmed from wanting to fix people and feeling that need for control. Yeah, you were always in and the control of the situation. Exactly. So you're right. So my, the insecurities were different, but now. Well, after that, I realized, because I remember specifically I was told one time, I'm getting very personal, that I was, I was not motivated. And that hit me really hard. Like, it hurt. I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, not motivated? Like, I, that's probably where that whole thing of feeling like I'm not good enough did stem from. Yeah. In all honesty. Um, I guess I never really put it together until now, so thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... 
You pay on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you guess you're right. Like I like I said, I became like the loser in that relationship and then but at the same time I also, like I said, learned how to like let a lot of stuff go with other insecurities like right. jealousness and things like that because you can't treat someone that actually because he did respect me and treated me well. Like I couldn't treat him like I treated the drunk non driver who worked well, for at McDonald's. Sure. Yeah, I mean I, I think that I've always thought that we are, I mean, some people are cre- creatures of circumstance and some are creators of circumstance. Mm-hmm. There's totally a quote that is like, it's from a guy and I put it in my book for crying out loud. <laughs> I can't believe I'm coming back to it. <laughs> but that's a quote that's always stuck with me. You know, it's it's one or the other. And I think when, when those of us become insecure about situations, that's just, that's stemmed from where? Mm-hmm. Somewhere. That was a circumstance at some point. Maybe it was growing up and it's how you grew up as a kid and people picking on you or not having whatever support in, the, in your home life and then or maybe it's fine and then you become dating and then it's oh because look i've seen the quote-unquote hot girl or hot guy been dropped down i think we all have mm-hmm. seen it where all of a sudden they get treated like dirt and they feel like that's how they need to be treated all right. the time yeah. it happens to everybody mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be the quote-unquote loser at McDonald's. Right. <laughs> nothing wrong with McDonald's. Well, there's a lot of wrong with McDonald's, I shouldn't say. Well, nothing no, wrong with McDonald's. The, nothing the, wrong with yeah. working there. Make there is nothing wrong with working there. But there were, like I said, there were other there were other aspects of that particular relationship that made the that was like a whole little ball of For sure. bad. So, but yeah, um, you're you're definitely right. That that stemmed from somewhere. Never, like I said, never realized it until now. So. Yeah, for the record, people, I do not have Josie on here just to tell me how right I am uh, or how uh, good I am at this. Yeah. Um, I think so. Really, we can we kind of wind wind this down. I guess we've we've hit the, a broad spectrum of yeah. things, but the biggest takeaway I think that you can give people from your experience, knowing that it is accurate, if you are insecure about stuff. Talk about it, right? right? No matter how silly it is, that's one thing that I've also learned recently. I'm like, because there, there are times where I will tell Paul, like, this kind of makes me feel insecure, this makes me feel this way, and I'm like, I know it's silly, and I will get over it, but, like, just let me vent right now and express it, and, yeah. and he'll listen, and he'll be like, I understand that, I don't agree with it necessarily, but I can understand, I can see where you're coming from. And it goes both ways, like, you can't, you have to be with someone that... I guess is gonna also accept you and your small insecurities and help you work through them. Well, that's, I mean, you don't learn about somebody if they don't talk exactly. to you and you don't talk to them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's helpful for them. Mm-hmm. And, and granted, in some relationships, if you're that person who's insecure and you keep telling somebody about it and you keep telling somebody about it and they're like, oh, this is too much for me. Look. No, honestly, that probably wasn't going to work out. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. that's not the support that that you need, and there likely is somebody that will give you the support that you need. Right. So people shouldn't be afraid to talk about things because, again, internalizing all this, it comes out in other ways than yes, people act out. Much and, more combustible. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you can share that, and you can at least, I mean, it helps that other person too. They can. Start to realize, like, oh, okay, yeah, like you said, Paul sees 
your side of it. He's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And now he can explain, like, no, hey, this is what that was. Right. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Which in turn helps you start to rid yourself of the insecurity uh, over time because it's not just, you're not just vocalizing it for the sake of vocalizing it and being heard. There is that other part. And I think that's, that's a big thing too mm-hmm. here is if you're someone who has insecurities, you can't just be like, well, I need to, when we say communicate, there's two parts of the communication. Correct. You still need to listen. Correct. So that, you know, when he's telling you, hey, this is how that really went, mm-hmm. you're not really going to be insecure in that situation. Right. The next time. Right. That's growth in a relationship. Mm-hmm. It is. Right? So, like, the only way for you to get rid of your insecurities is to talk about them, but to listen then to that other person. Hit it all. Yeah, yeah. I know. I told a lot of. I told my personal business. I'm kidding. See you later. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you for joining me. Hopefully, you guys got. Uh, oh, we are uh, done already. Yeah. How I long mean, have we been doing this for? Heck, like 25 okay, minutes now. All right, all right. Almost 20. All right. You, I mean, look. What else do you want to talk about? No, we're good. You're hours. right. No, I'm. I'm good. You're good. I feel by the hour. Fine. <laughs> then we better cut it now. Mm-hmm. Oh, but uh, <laughs> thank you, Josie, for coming on and. Uh, hopefully, people get a lot out of this. Uh, I definitely know that there are people who are insecure and in different things that they do, and you know maybe some of the insecurities we've talked about here don't apply to you, but in general, in, the stuff does. Yeah, in some form or another, I think everyone has their own insecurities, and it's okay to have them. It's okay. Yeah, that's huge. It's okay. You just have to work past them. And it's okay sometimes to get up. Like, I've learned, like, because Paul and I disagree on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Not a lot, but enough. But in that, or if we get into an argument or something, um, one of my biggest things is I'm like, you know, it doesn't matter like what we're arguing about or what what the subject is. All that matters is how we come out of it and how we like react and communicate and right. further this conversation constructively. Like you can't just be an asshole for the sake of being an asshole. Hundred percent agree. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. But uh, one of the most important things you said is. That uh, it's not there's nothing wrong with having the insecurities. Right. Mm-hmm. People will definitely feel guilty about those things, and again, that's when we say, uh, don't internalize it. Those right. are the people who do. When you start to feel bad that you've got them, that just makes things more combustible. It does because you think something's wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. Everyone feels insecure. And and in reality, if you have zero insecurities, uh, you need to start maybe questioning. How into that person you are. That's true too. If that yeah. makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You should always be with somebody that you don't ever want to lose. Correct. That's, Good that's the end game. Mm-hmm. Right? There yeah. you go. Now, I'm not saying you get married to somebody and you're constantly wondering, are they sleeping with someone else? Right. That's very unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> take that take that statement in stride, people. Mm-hmm. Apply it where necessary. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, doesn't mean the extreme. Um, so we'll wrap this one up and uh, you guys probably will see at some point, you know. Josie will be back on. We've got all sorts of fun things we can right chat about all the time. So mm-hmm. thank you for joining me. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode too. And uh, follow along at, at the Wingman Guy on Twitter, on Instagram. If you want advice, you want to react to the show, uh, you can hit me up there or email thewingcast at gmail.com or share a fun or horrible Wingman story, whatever the case may be. And uh, I'll talk to you guys. Next time. I'm 
just a small town guy with a handful of dreams. My future seems bright, or that's how it seems. When it comes to love, I'm in need of advice.